0: Okay, so welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to another very special watch-along and discussion with my good friend from Twitter, Keegan Dimitrovic. And as I talked about on a recent episode of the podcast, when he returned, we will be discussing another Armageddon classic, this time from 2005, The Legend versus The Legend Killer, meet for the final time at... Armageddon, Hell in the Cell. So Keegan, why did you pick this one other than it just fits so perfectly from the last time we talked with Armageddon two thousand four?
1: Um, because Undertaker and Randy Orton's my favorite feud in the ruthless aggression era. I mean, it's just it was a nearly one year long feud that had you know all the matches were great from WrestleMania to SmackDown the SummerSlam to this one. And I love the lead up to this match. That's the other thing I love, where like Undertaker like possess Josh Matthews, where he's like enjoying that ride, Randy. Like that, like that was just good stuff. And then Randy was. had to go see like a sports psychologist to like, because he was like so like deathly afraid. And I just I love the entire story that this match brought. In the match itself, I find is underrated. Like I find that this is one of the Hell in a Cell matches that isn't talked about as much as the other all-time great cell matches. Like, I, like everyone talks about, like, Undertaker and Brock, and they talk about, like, Undertaker and Triple H and things like that, and I think this match is right up there with it. But a lot of people, I think because it happened at a show like Armageddon, I think a lot of people forget about it because it wasn't at, you know, a WrestleMania, it wasn't at SummerSlam or, you know, or any of the other big pay-per-views. This was more like a SmackDown-level pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like it's not talked about as much, but really it belongs in those... Um, in those upper echelon of uh of hell in a cell matches and i think too that this is uh this match was a great way to cap off one of the best programs that Undertaker's ever done
0: i agree and um during the hell in the cell pay-per-view season i remember i had a uh, a lead-up of my favorite hell in the cell matches i remember this being one of them and i touched upon some of the things you just said about it being underrated and that's why I wanted to bring it into discussion when I had those special episodes because I like talking about matches that aren't usually talked about a lot. Yes, and. As well. Exactly. Undertaker versus Randy Orton, it's not usually in the conversation of Hell in a Cell matches, but it caps off an amazing feud and. There's a lot of parallels I see between this and Undertaker's other great feuds coming off of this. Because from this, you know, you get Batista. And that's another good four-chapter long feud that ends in a hell in the cell. And then you have Edge, which is another good four-chapter long feud that ends in a hell in the cell. So it looks like, you know, Orton, Batista, Edge, some of Undertaker's best rivalries during this time. You know, it's... Rivalries that start at WrestleManias end in Hell in the Cells, so it's like this perfect encapsulation of Undertaker's career comes almost like full circle. Starts at WrestleMania, ends in a Hell in the Cell, and I think it's something that deserves to be talked about, like you said, in the uh, conversation of very good to great Hell in the Cell matches.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I think. The undertaker in the ruthless aggression era there was two themes great year-long feuds mm-hmm. and great finishing hell in a cell matches to conclude those feuds like you said yeah with, with Orton miss when batista survivor series 07 edge at SummerSling 2008 just for some reason those year-long feuds that he had during during that time and they all cap they all capped off with a hell in a cell match and every cell match was great yeah it's just the cool theme and this was the first one really
0: yeah And it makes me, you know, makes me want to think back to, like, the Hell in the Cell between him and Mankind. Uh, How great would it have been to have, like, the feud start at WrestleMania and end at that Hell in the Cell? You know, it just, you know, there's so many parallels they could have brought into, like, having a Mankind match at WrestleMania. Because it seems like from that Mankind feud, there was always something missing. And there was that, like, that WrestleMania match. And
1: I I agree, and I think actually, uh, I think Undertaker or Mick Foley, one of the two. I think Mick Foley mentioned it on the Broken Skull sessions that the, one of the main things he was missing was a match with Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, and it, I mean, because it was there like was a couple years they could have done it.
0: Yeah, and it was also like what that's what he said that brought him back to have that match against Edge, is because he never really had a WrestleMania moment. Yes. And I think exactly. and I think maybe WrestleMania thirteen would have been like the perfect time to have the because they could have had instead of Survivor Series 96 they could have pushed Undertaker's return closer to Wrestlemania and then that's when he gets the revenge on Mankind they could have even had it for the title Mankind could have been champion and then Undertaker wins the title from him there So, so Mankind gets that good Wrestlemania moment and then you know they get to finish it a year later in the cell
1: I agree, and the thing is, too, the, I think the problem was, after their cell match at King of the Ring in 98, I think they realized they're probably not going to top that, so I think that's why the match was never going never gonna to materialize again, yeah. which is a blessing and a curse, because we all remember that that cell match is arguably the best cell match ever, at least it's in the top five, and I mean, you can't really, there's something you can't follow, and that's one of them, but if that... Like, like you said, if they would have done that match—not the cell match itself, but Undertaker and Mankind at WrestleMania 13, like either in the main event or for the title or in some kind of stipulation match, like a buried alive even, like that they had, or you know, a Texas Death or something like that—if they, because you know, Texas Death was a was a great stipulation, WWE should have really used it. I think it would have fit Taker and Foley, but. If they would have done that kind of match for WrestleMania, it could have led eventually to that cell match. It could have been a precursor. So that's why I think it would have been perfect for thirteen. And then after Taker beats Mankind, he'll go into Dude Love and do all that stuff. But then come back as Mankind in ninety eight when they can resettle their feud again at uh, King of the Ring. Yeah. So yeah, what? Yeah.
0: And what's more poignant than Undertaker Mankind than the number thirteen at WrestleMania?
1: It just. As much as I hate that number, it makes
0: sense. It just just fits.
1: It freaks me out.
0: It just fits. But enough about Undertaker Mankind. We are talking Uh, about Undertaker Randy Orton, Legend vs. Legend Killer. And uh, a storyline that started off at WrestleMania 21, took us through SummerSlam, a casket match at No Mercy, and finally finishing off here at Hell in the Cell, The Devil's Playground, The Undertaker's Signature Match, caps off this feud. And um, if you are international joining us, you can queue up the network at 2 hours, 2 minutes exactly. And if you have the unfortunate task of being in the United States and joining me on Peacock, it is also 2 hours and 2 minutes exactly. Um, so uh, when I count down from three and I say play, everybody press play, and you can uh, join us on the final last ride between Undertaker and Randy Orton. Keegan, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, we're both ready over here. If only it was a Triple H match, we can you know make it a DX thing every there.
1: Oh, I can't do that in pressure match. <laughs> <worst ain't> <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe one time maybe one time we'll do Triple H and then we can make it a full DX are you ready
1: maybe if we watch Undertaker and Triple H match. yeah maybe yeah. Uh,
0: that's my favorite Hell in the Cell match oh
1: pretty
0: classic it is it's the, and the only reason why I didn't make it number one on my podcast ca- uh, countdown is because I talked about it at the res- uh, the Wrestlemania special <laughs> so I didn't wa- I didn't want to harp on it too much Makes sense. Yeah. So, three, two, one,
1: play. I also put, because I have mine on mute, I put captions so I can still hear, or not hear, but see the commentary. Oh. Because sometimes I like commentary, like I liked Cole and Taz, so.
0: I like like... Cole and Taz, that's that's the uh, commentary duo I grew up with, Smackdown with.
1: A, l- a lot of people harp on Cole, but man, I've never had an issue with I've always liked Michael Cole, so I, I like, come. yeah,
0: I like Michael Cole.
1: Especially with Taz. I mean, like, Cole and Taz, they just, they fed off each other. It was, it was perfect. I mean, it was like JR Jerry Lawler. Like, mm-hmm. they, they just had chemistry. Just, they fed off each other. And I mean, like, Cole and Taz fit perfect for SmackDown, too. If that's, um, I so agree. I, mean,
0: I think that's I my... I like
1: Cole and JBL. You know? I, like, I, mean, I
0: didn't, I did not like Cole and JBL. No no I think I, it, I thought
1: I, no six, no seven,
0: I thought JBL I thought JBL was too much in character yeah
1: like, he was a little bit yeah he, he broke was always so, he kind of broke to take that's back, true
0: so. that's true but he's too much in character like shouting a lot so I was like it took away a little bit from the matches
1: but, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. To some extent, I just liked him in Taker's matches because he gave Taker his respect, and he also, you know, he said this one, this one uh, comment. I forget which match it was, but he said, if I ever went bald, Michael, I, my head would look like a baseball because I've had so many stitches from the Undertaker. <laughs> like you <would> <laughs> And I, yeah,
0: he, he was, uh, he was good at Undertaker matches. Like he would say, I was originally six ten, but now I'm six seven thanks to so yeah, many tombstones.
1: Yeah, from the Tombstone, yeah, I remember yeah. that. That, that, stuff's, that
0: stuff's classic. That's classic JBL.
1: I didn't mind him in, in like, with, with Undertaker, because he always gave Taker's respect, because they are real, life buddies, so... Yeah. Like, Taker was one of the that at JBL's wedding. And I That's, think Taker and Eddie were two grooms. if I remember
0: I think correctly. So. I think Undertaker was also in Triple H's wedding, if I remember correctly, also.
1: Yeah, in 03? Yeah. that was... We know yeah, we I know too that.
0: much we know too much about Undertaker on the outside well, of the a, ring.
1: It shows us everything, even I, know.
0: I know. <laughs> here,
1: I love I, I love Randy's right gear. I wish he'd bring it back.
0: I love Ran- I was just gonna say I, I love Randy Orton's mannerisms coming into the cell. Because
1: oh, he was so good at his age, man. How old was he Really, Twenty five?
0: I think so. I think it was 25. Wow. Undertaker... Yeah, that's the age of Undertaker when Undertaker wins his first championship. 25.
1: Man, it's like... And Orton if I... was 25 here, and look how good he was already.
0: And if I remember correctly, I think this is Orton's first cell match, is it not?
1: Yes. Yeah, it was his first cell match, and then I think his next one came four years later with Cena. With Cena? Yeah. So this was his first cell match, and... Man, like, he's, like you said, he's selling it perfectly, though. Yeah. Like, the way he walked in. and Because I didn't. He's like top.
0: I didn't remember if he fought Triple H in one around this time or not.
1: I don't think so. I think, I don't I think, think
0: so. he was in a I chamber. Wrestled, yes. Yes. He's wrestled Taker in a cell, Cena twice,
1: uh, Sheamus, I think, and Mark Henry, from what I remember. I think that's more.
0: Oh, and they, Jeff Hardy?
1: said Jeff Hardy. And
0: Jeff Yeah, the other one. Jeff Hardy. And, uh...
1: Yeah. I like the Jeff Hardy match. Yeah. That was
0: one one. Didn't he just do McIntyre? Did they do McIntyre last year? Oh, yeah.
1: McIntyre, too. That was, uh... Last year. In yeah. the COVID era. Yeah. In yeah. Thunderdome, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't bad either. I liked... I think this is his best one, though.
0: Oh, of course. It is one's best one.
1: The, this one with Undertaker's his best one. Like, even the way, like, he's staring at the ramp when the gong goes off and the lights go out like it's just it's perfect it's almost like he's intimidated but at the same time he realizes like I have to do what I have to do to take out Undertaker you know it's it's, it's perfect this is one of the very few times too you'll see Undertaker with a full beard
0: yes Undertaker with a full beard I think he keeps he it I think he keeps it until Henry right at 22 cause I think he has I, I, it with cool. Angle at No Way Out
1: He's got a bigger beard in no way. Out. I remember that, like big goatee, like yeah. blondish, kind of ginger goatee. And now I think we, he let his hair. I think he let his hair go natural.
0: Yeah, we get the the first appearance of the flame entrance in this era of That's Undertaker. Awesome. Which would later I make its later make its appearance in SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. I love that video game.
1: Me too. Uh, Me
0: too. <laughs> uh, childhood memories.
1: I really miss the Armageddon stage. It looks so cool.
0: I like yes, the. It looks, I like the one so he. Uh, yeah, I like the one he fought uh, Kennedy at with the last ride. Oh,
1: when, oh yeah, where Kennedy threw him off the, the mm-hmm. top. Yeah, that was a great. That was a great set too. Underrated match too, by
0: the way. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's Undertaker has mostly good luck at Armageddon pay per views. Yeah, and because
1: when was his last Armageddon? 07? Oh, was that his last? Armageddon that he wrestled it in the triple threat with Edge and Batista because I can't remember if he wrestled at Armageddon 8 or
0: not I don't think he did I don't remember Ooh, I know Armageddon became TLC in 09 and that's where he fought Batista I hate the gimmick <laughs> I just
1: wish they would I wish they'd bring back the regular ones Like I wish they'd bring back like, Armageddon and No Mercy and Unforgiven and I love those shows man. they were always good I
0: don't I it's think all- you're right I think you're right I don't think he fought Armageddon 08.
1: I think Armageddon and Vengeance are the two best, like, B-show pay-per-views. They're always good. I don't know why. Like, yeah, I don't know why of the big four Like, yeah, like, outside of the big four, I think Armageddon and Vengeance are the two best. Vengeance always had good shows, and Armageddon was usually good. Armageddon always had a good main event. Yeah. That's the one theme. Like, Armageddon usually always had a great main event.
0: And we see, we see Undertaker debuting a new singlet and tights design. Yeah, for the
1: first time in years.
0: Yeah, he d- he's
1: has, biker pants. Yeah, he from, has
0: ditched the biker pants. Hey,
1: hey, which attire did you like better? The singlet and tights or the biker pants?
0: Oh my god. I don't know. I like them both.
1: I love, I, you know what? I was a biker pants guy. I don't the, know why. The one he, I just thought it's, I just thought it's suited than men. I don't know. I just like the look.
0: They yeah. Made him look
1: like a Western Undertaker, like for real. Like I, it just made. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The one they like. Gave him like a Michael Myers vibe.
0: Yeah, like how he looks, like when he came back in 15, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was happy when he brought that. Yeah. I just thought they suited him, you know. Like I just thought he. I don't know. I like, thought those leather biker pants. They just suited
0: Taker. I thought it was a good mix of both badass and dead man.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: So okay, it's... So it like forms both both together. So I think the I think the biker pants and singlet top works the best.
1: Me too. I've always like I I just thought he looked more western with the biker pants because the the original plot of, the original narrative of the gimmick was to be a western undertaking. and I thought the biker pants suited that more than the tights. They look, like the tights look good too, but I mean I thought the I just thought the biker pants suited them more. I, agree. I Thought he just. looked he looked more badass, you know, with the with the pants. I don't know. He looked more like a hitman. That's the way I, yeah. I, I think of it. That's. A, but that's... Hey, I, I. did like the full beard though. I thought I, I thought he should have kept it a little bit longer, but I thought it looked good on him.
0: Yeah, I like the full beard. Undertaker looks more menacing here. You can say
1: It would have been cool if he would have grew it out a little bit too. I would
0: have liked him to grow the goatee for this. Like the yeah, full. No, I like the full ministry yeah. goatee? That'd been fun.
1: He brought that back, I think, in 14 for Brock. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Like It was like, yeah, the like, ministry, remember. like, long days, yeah.
0: Uh, I was elated. I love the ministry. That's my Undertaker. That's when I... I didn't,
1: I didn't, I didn't like the Mohawk much, but I, I wasn't a fan of the Mohawk all that, all, all that much. I yeah. was used to Long-Hair Taker, but...
0: Yeah, he he always did what he had to do to evolve.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, well, because um, the original I think the original story Was that after WrestleMania 27 He thought he was done So he shaved his head Right Was that the original story Well And then that's, him back
0: and... The story was that He would continue To cut off his hair Until Triple H Agreed yeah. to a yeah. rematch
1: But a th- I, I think He wore a wig though That's what he said right? Yeah and He came back into Until Mania
0: I think he cut off His hair in real life Just because He wanted something different And then They had to incorporate That into the storyline He
1: said- I know he said I forget which podcast it was on but he said he was really sick of having the long hair so he shaved it all off after the match with Triple H when he got his hip done the first time mm-hmm. and then he I mean, he was going to do another one
0: it makes sense he lives in Texas and it's it's, you know, hot it's awfully hot there I mean I love my long hair but if I lived in Texas then oof
1: I mean you I I said d- oh Orton has such a good draw kick I know Man, this was like my favorite feud at that time.
0: I loved the uh, I loved the Orton Undertaker feud. I could have I, I, I could have done without the father's involvement, but it is what oh, it is.
1: I'll tell him I love this. But you know what I did like though? Okay, I wasn't a fan of the casket match at No Mercy. I liked the ending, but I didn't like the match itself. But the one thing that I liked um, which I thought was a great segment on SmackDown is when Orton thought he had a mannequin to take her in the casket. Yes. And up yes. And, and threw it all the like that was a great segment and Orton sold it. Taker looked great.
0: That was such. That was so good. How Undertaker got out of that casket without falling.
1: I I watched him lift himself up and I was like, oh, he's gonna knock over the casket. He's gonna knock it over. I and mean, he didn't. He somehow got over it. So, I still would grab Orton at the same time. Which I was, know.
0: Well, grabbing Orton, he got himself out of a casket It's amazing yeah, it's I love that I love how he opens his eye and looks around
1: Yeah, yeah. and then like everyone knows but Orton and Cowboy And then he eventually grabs him it's... and weights through him into the casket You know what else I like too? Is their match on SmackDown like right after SummerSlam Where uh, Orton brought up the casket with
0: a, with a fake Undertaker in it Oh yeah, yeah That was a good match too
1: they actually have WWE has it up on YouTube for people who don't have the network or hate Peacock. the full <laughs> match selling YouTube.
0: You I know, so. I can't remember. Does Undertaker win that one?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, Undertaker won that one. It was a good match too. I liked their SummerSlam match too, except for the finish. I thought the finish sucked, but and they and they both admitted it did. But it was a good match. So up until then, I liked it. It
0: it, liked it, fits, it fits it fits a narrative from last from the last uh, watch along. Great match. The finish sucks.
1: Yeah. These two, these two guys always had good matches, though. Like the WrestleMania 21 match was great. Yeah. This was great. Just, match was great. SummerSlam one was good. I'm just glad. Just
0: I'm just glad the finish is excellent for this match. Oh, the finish is what made this match,
1: man. Like the last like ten minutes of this match were just freaking a barber.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I I, I, I mean the whole match was good. But the finish was phew, it
0: was great. And I and no spoilers, but I just love that, loved that I just love that finishing image at the end.
1: Oh it's, yeah. It's it iconic. It's
0: iconic.
1: In the picture in the in the picture that they shared after just man, I yeah. need to get that picture and put it up in the wrestler if it's, I can find it, like in good quality.
0: It's iconic. I love that photo. And
1: this is like such a it's, I loved Armageddon. It's such
0: it's such a good um, metaphor for the business. That image.
1: What a, what a name too, though, to have that image at Armageddon. Like it just makes sense. Well, like you would end a feud at Armageddon. Yeah. It makes total sense, you know. Like, and in, in this feud, like I honestly like didn't want it to end. Like I just loved it. Like it's yeah. just a feud that. I, it's a feud that if it would have kept going on and on, I wouldn't have cared because it was just so good. It was. Like it went for nearly a year didn't it from like february to december yeah nearly just like edge yeah like they both like i think him and batista went from what january to november december and then december edge started yeah, yeah Edge it went from december to august right
0: august of the following year yeah oh wait yeah. Like,
1: yeah great Great matches. All those matches were good, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's his best rival of the three because they were all so good. But.
0: And, I, they were, like, and I just know. to cut you off there, you just saw Undertaker step on the foot of Orton, and it's just reminiscent of him stepping on the sledgehammer with I Triple know. H, that just stopped, great, stopping them, hot. stopping them in their tracks.
1: The receipts coming soon. Oh yeah. Like chair shot.
0: Remember that? Yes. Orton cut him
1: up Orton. on that one, snap so down with the chair shot to the head. Yeah. There and we then, go. Tom.
0: And then Orton talks about this talk about Undertaker telling him he's gonna he'll get his receipt.
1: He you know what though and there he it is. that chairshot booked. He didn't hit him half as hard as he could have. Yeah, no. Like like he he pulled back at the end, but he like it, it was a good chair shot, but he didn't hit him half as hard as he could have. Like he could have hit him way harder to, to group a point, but he you know, it was a good lesson learned though. I mean But he didn't like I said, he didn't hit him half as hard as he could've.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: It was still a good shot though, like, don't get me wrong. And- and Orton, or Orton with the blade jug
0: First one to bleed in the oh, match. look at him selling it, too. Oh. Hey, look at him
1: selling it, just, like, oh. melting to the ground. What I know. Sell. What a sell. I,
0: I love that. It's almost like the, the chair shot just, like, stopped him in his tracks. It just, like, froze
1: him. Remind me to sell a chair shot like that if I ever get one. I will. Because I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take notes for that one. Because I've seen this match a million times, and I always remember that one sell of that chair shot. It's and, such a good cell. Look at that. Grading his face. Yeah. Sell. Cla- classic Cell offense.
0: Classic. Yeah, you have to use the cell to your advantage.
1: I, I find in a lot of sell matches these days, it's not used like that to the advantage. You know, it, it it's, it's not
0: steel anymore, is it? It's red. Yeah, it's so red. red. It's red and plastic, it, isn't I, it?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's plastic. I really, really? don't. Island I wouldn't doubt, doubt it. I can't do that.
0: Oh, I love this right here. He's. He's showing uh, Cowboy Bob Orton the grading Orton into the steel. It's classic. I love that.
1: I look at all the blood already. Oh
0: yeah.
1: If that's what a cell match is, man. It's supposed to be a bloody fight that ends ends all feuds. Oh, Orton's got the chain. Is he gonna is he gonna be able to take advantage? Means to be seen. This is.
0: It's just, you know It's classic oh. Undertaker Getting his revenge
1: I love this match, man This is like another match I don't get sick of Cowboy man, Orton's selling is just great in this match
0: Yeah It's so man, reminiscent one... It's so reminiscent of Lesnar In the beginning We have Heyman That's... on the outf- uh, On the outside oh. You know And Undertaker You know Choking out a bloodied Lesnar And it's, everything it even
1: Yeah, it even reminds me of the 2015 match that they had, too, where both started bleeding the hard way and Brock, like, sent the doctor flying in the middle of the ring and they still went out there. I love- you know what? A lot of people probably disagree with me, but I like the second one better than Bruce. A lot of people probably disagree with me on that, but I I like the- I I I agree. Yeah, I
0: agree.
1: I like that they exposed, like, the wood on the floor, too. Like, that was, like, that was cool. And, like, the chair, like, Brock, Brock did this one chair shot, too, to Taker, where he, like, hit him, like, on the chin, and Taker's went down, like, a sack of bricks. Good spot. It's, like, I don't know. But this, but, but this one itself, this cell match is probably, um, it's gotta be the most underrated of this era.
0: Oh, I would say so.
1: Like, I mean, like, Taker and Batista, too, but I think this one is just a forgotten, forgotten gem.
0: I love how Orton is selling the blood. Like, he hates seeing his own blood. And he just, like, freaks out every time.
1: Like, I mean, you have to in this case. And I like that Orton wore red, too, for the cell. Like, it just... It matches.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um... Mm-hmm. Like, the red uh, trunks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I, I, like,
1: I like it. I, I like it when guys wear light colors in a cell match because you can really see the blood and it sells it. Yeah. Like, when... And like when Batista wore, they wore
0: wore the light gear with a Triple H. Oh
1: yeah, and, can, and like you can really see the blood. Mm hmm.
0: Look good. And I love that yeah. spot. I love that spot Undertaker used on Orton. Just previously, he uses it in all his cell matches. You know, he does the the oh, running. The lawn dart. Yeah, the the lawn dart right into the cage. It's classic.
1: It's a great spot. I it like is. it too when oh. they do the uh, spot. I don't I can't remember if they do it in this match or not. But when Taker like grabs the steps and tries to throw them at the cell wall. Well trying to try and, like, take your head off.
0: And Orton, a good spot. Orton just tried to use the steps on Taker, and you know, never try that because take gonna use the big boot against them.
1: See this boom right off the steps again.
0: Oh I know. Reminiscent of JBL.
1: <laughs> it's true. Like a Cowboy bob Yeah, trying Didn't to Did tr- Cowboy bob wouldn't have, like, hepatitis or something And Taker, like, lost his mind over
0: it? Yes! Like, um, yeah, Bruce Pritchard bet- Bruce Pritchard yeah. talked about that They gave Cowboy bob the wrong test results
1: Yeah, and he, like, bled the hard way, too
0: He gave him the wrong test results And then Undertaker was furious
1: I would be, too
0: Now Undertaker's test- gotta be tested 4%. He's gotta be tested, like, every year now, I think
1: And...
0: That sucks.
1: Yeah. That's why you don't blade in wrestling. Use a freaking blood bag. Oh, RKO off the ropes. What oh, a spot. Oh,
0: what a... Yeah, right off the ropes, right into the cell. Orton
1: should, man, Orton should have used that more often, too. That was such a good spot.
0: Ouch. And this is before his uh, rope DDT he used.
1: Yes, yes it was.
0: So this, So that was yeah. like... A good I don't even offense. Think he move. Used
1: that backbreaker. I don't even think he used that, that inverted backbreaker that much back then either.
0: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Oh man, Taker always sold the RK Like leaping in the air. Yeah. Flew. Now Orton's on the offense.
0: He's gotta get the offense. the Taker's gotta make him look good.
1: And when Taker sells for you, man, he makes you look great.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you were too young to have it, but uh do you remember the uh the Jax playset based off this match.
1: I, I had it.
0: You had it. I loved it. I it came yeah. with an Orton. It came with an Orton in red gear, and yes. the Undertaker with the, the the skull tights. I loved yeah. it.
1: I, I bought it at Toys R Us back in the day. My yes. mom got it for me.
0: Yes, Toys R Us. I, I love it.
1: I'm mad because I did, I took it out, out of the package and I would have kept it all like sealed, but I was a kid and I played with the cell and I broke this freaking thing
0: same here, same here, looking back at it, all the times I would shake my younger self saying, what are you doing? Don't open it. It's gonna cost you so much money. It's gonna cost you so much money in the future.
1: I had that exact set, too. Like, I still, I can't, like, I think I gave it to my nephew. I had the, uh, Horton and the Red Tights. I think I gave it to him. I remember correctly. Undertaker's being... It was all, it was all, like, banged up. So, like, it's like, give it to a kid who's gonna use it, and Wrestle around with it So It wasn't in It wasn't in Collector shape So
0: (laughs) Undertaker being graded Against the cell Being Undertaker's cut Being thrown on the steps The same stuff Undertaker just did To Orton Orton is Doing right now To Undertaker I love about What I saw I love about cell matches You know They tell such a good Story Throughout the whole Entire match of like harking back to different moments in the rivalry
1: yeah because it's a war like it's like it's the war it's the war that ends all wars
0: uh, Undertaker being choked by the chain
1: me selling it, too. Uh, uh, is
0: it just like what Lesnar did didn't Lesnar choke Undertaker with the chain
1: I believe so yeah
0: yeah I know I know Brock
1: tied his uh, tied his broken hand up with the bell off oh, the yeah. cell and the cast broke it I remember that that
0: was a good spot God. The stuff on the Undertaker goes through in these cell matches, man.
1: He's the best hell in a cell performer ever though.
0: Yeah. Never be another one like it.
1: Uh-uh. No, never. I just I just wish they wouldn't have changed it to red though. I like the the silver.
0: I love the silver. I hate I hate the red. I agree. I I
1: mean, I I find that the silver just looks more menacing, you know, it just looks more like hell.
0: Yeah, and the red is too hard to see the match through.
1: Yeah. It's like you know, it's like when they did like the Fiend stuff, where like his matches were red lighting. I, I hated it. Oh I hated god, the red I remember those. I remember like 98, 97, too. I remember that. Mm. I hate I hate the red lighting. It's so hard to see. It.
0: I think that's what turned a lot of people off the character right away.
1: I mean, like I mean being and Undertaker back in the day would have been intriguing, but I mean that would have been unique. But I mean, hmm. not yeah. red lighting, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, him and Wyatt worked good together, so I'm guessing they could have made a good match.
1: I mean, yeah, like, I mean, the Mania 31 match is pretty underrated.
0: Yeah, and I like the Survivor Series, the family versus the brothers.
1: Oh, 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 oh the tag match? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was good, too. I thought Undertaker looked great in that match.
0: Yeah. He worked <laughs> good with Wyatt. I I, I thought he had been good with The Fiend. Oh, but it's in the past now, in <laughs> more ways than kinda, one.
1: I mean, I kind of wish Taker and Orton would have done another match together before yeah. Undertaker was gone. I mean, I mean, that would have been
0: cool, but... Well, you never say never Say never now. I don't
1: know, man. <laughs> I don't know if Taker's coming back.
0: I don't know. I think
1: if Vince absolutely needs him. I would.
0: always hold out hope. As long as Vince is breathing in and out, I'm holding out hope.
1: As long as Undertaker's still alive.
0: Yeah. As, lo- as long as Vince and Undertaker are both up there, you know. Vince is... Vince is a master at getting people back. A master...
1: Well, I think Undertaker even said that like if Vince absolutely needed him, he would do it. But like if he was like that desperate, then he needed him. But Vince can Vince can
0: conv- Vince can be pretty convincing in being desperate.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if Taker does come back, though, I'd like to see him and AJ do a match in the ring. That's the one I would want to see. Because we got robbed of it.
0: I would think he would go with someone in the ring he would trust, like AJ's good, Orton.
1: Yeah, AJ, um, Orton, Edge, maybe Edge. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think. Uh, I don't want to see him in Reigns again. Uh, so it's like. He know, he,
0: would trust, for, he would trust he would he will he he'll, he'll, he'll trust Reigns so Reigns is a good choice too.
1: I would I would rather see Taker and AJ in the ring is that st- I think that's the match. I mean, we were robbed of it last year, so I think. I think it would be a good way for him to retire if he ever does come back. You know to... To do a match in the ring with AJ yeah because I, I still think he would be good too like even at takers age I still think the match would
0: be good yeah and it's a match you know AJ can afford to lose
1: yeah like AJ's already established he doesn't you know and he's already he's like, like
0: he's a tag team champion now it's like God what are they do doing with him
1: place. you know yeah I, I I was so mad that he didn't have a singles match of mania this year I was so mad even if they did like him and Kofi in like a one on one match, like I would have been happy, cause it still would have been good, you know. But they had to do a tag match. I didn't want a tag match. It's just, you know, I uh, I don't know. For someone of AJ's stature, it's just he should have been in a bigger match. That's why I'm hoping they do like him and Edge at WrestleMania next year, cause I think that'll be a big match. <laughs> so I would do that, but I don't know. Unless if Undertaker comes back, when Undertaker comes back, I I do take her in AJ round two, but. Cause like like you said, AJ can take, AJ can take the loss. You know, like AJ's a two-time WWE champion. He's won pretty much every active title. He's been in the business for over 20 years. I mean, it's not going to hurt AJ to lose a match to Taker. I agree. It's not like it's not like put it's not like bringing up a brand new guy from NXT and having him lose right away. It's like you know, like if you put Taker against Edge, or put Taker against Orton, or AJ, or Reigns, or whoever. They're, they're not going to get hurt by taking the loss. I even think at 33, it wouldn't have hurt Roman to take the loss against Hager. It wouldn't have hurt.
0: No, I, don't, I, I even think he expected to lose. I don't <laughs> think he wanted to win that one.
1: Well, I mean, like, because Reigns had already made him at two manias at that point. He would already been WWE champion. It wouldn't have hurt for him to lose that match.
0: Yeah, I know. Well. It, it's just like it didn't hurt Orton to lose this match. You know, Yeah.
1: Like, like you know, for people who haven't watched it. Which I'm probably assuming you have because it's like 15 years old <laughs> But I mean
0: Yeah spoiler you know, Spoiler alert
1: For Ort, okay Newsflash Orton lost pretty much almost every match In this rivalry except for SummerSlam And like and if you count that Casket match if you count it. But I mean
0: Undertaker's getting a bit of revenge well, and well, Old cowboy bab. Bob.
1: I mean the thing is oh.
0: Like, even, um, oh Crack uh,
1: even it's like it's like even though Orton lost a majority of these matches, the, like this feud made him a permanent main eventer. J- j- like just the stature of this feud and the story of it made or- made Randy a permanent main eventer. Yeah, because I like, agree. Like just like just being in a feud with the Undertaker for nearly a year put Orton here for the rest of his career. So it's like you know sometimes like we said before we went on. Uh, we went on there, losses don't always matter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do, but in this instance, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, Orton, this feud established Orton. Yeah. Take time.
0: Just like the feud with Edge establishes Edge.
1: Yeah. And even Batista, to an and extent. And Batista. Like, that feud, like, like, I think Batista's two feuds with Triple H and Undertaker made him a permanent main eventer. I agree. Like, they just did. Like, those two guys made him. You know? mm-hmm. And he admits it. But... Like, like, I got feud Nate
0: Orton. And I noticed Undertaker and Orton used the Cell a lot to their advantage oh, yeah. in this match. It's a lot yeah, more well, It's it's a lot more out-of-ring fighting than in-ring fighting. That, that's what I liked
1: about these matches, like back in the ruthless Aggression and Attitude Era, is they used the Cell a lot. Like yeah. a lot. A lot. Like, like, 90% of the match was using the Cell. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked. They fighting on the outside of the Cell. Because that's what a Cell match is. You're not supposed to have a technical match in the middle of a ring and a cell match. It's supposed to be a wild fight, you know, and a fight for survival fittest. That's what it's set for. So I find I find now with a lot of cell matches there's too much in ring stuff for my liking. I feel like it should be kinda of more like how it was back like in this day and age. Such a beautiful
0: Such a beautiful old school there with the cell. You don't see him utilize old school that much while in the cell, that's beautiful right there.
1: I mean, even to this day, he can still hit old school perfectly. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, mean, he can still hit it, which is awesome. But I love that move, man. He took that from Don Jardine, didn't he? Yeah. His training? Yeah. I love that move. Especially for someone his size to pull that off.
0: Ooh, Snake Eyes. Like
1: really snake Eyes. Oh, Boom. I,
0: I love the Snake Eyes boot and then finishing oh, leg like, drop. Bro.
1: I love the guillotine like drop he does on the apron. Yeah, I'm always
0: such a good spot.
1: It's a signature Undertaker move. Man. Oh
0: yeah, signature. It's just something you would never Take before. I mean, man, like this brings it back to the good old days. Man. I know. This great
1: rivalry. Great way to end it, man.
0: That's why I need I need another match. I need another match of him. I'm just so I'm such a selfish fan. I need another Undertaker match.
1: I'm at the point like, I don't even care. I just want to see him. Like I just don't care. I just want to see Undertaker's come out, do a match oh, here and there. Like I'm, beautiful like, choke slam. Like, I love the chokeslam, and but except you got to get a lot of height on it too. And Orton does a good job of getting height too. You know who takes a really underrated chokeslam is John Cena. John Cena always oh, gets yeah. a lot of height on it. Especially, so players, like, all...
0: especially at 34.
1: Yeah, he like got right like what 10 feet in the air probably. Oh
0: people give a lot of crap to that match but I love that match it was good for what it was
1: I mean yeah I would have liked it to have been 20 minutes but I mean yeah the squash it was a good squash I mean, I mean it,
0: it, it, it it a lot of like a lot of people don't you know understand you know sometimes matches have to tell stories and the st- whole story was right. the whole story was Cena believed that undertaker was done and that he couldn't go anymore. And then and Taker un-
1: comes back and Undertake,
0: Undertaker comes back, and he defeats him in three minutes. It showed he still got Taker
1: it. Looked, I mean, I thought Taker looked really good. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought he looked fantastic. I mean, but, yeah. you know, Cena I mean, Cena was very unselfish with, with putting him over in three minutes when he didn't have to. You know, like, yeah, I
0: think they both expected 20, and they get three.
1: Well, I, I I know I know Undertaker wasn't happy about it at the yeah, beginning. No. Like he wanted he wanted to go out and do like a 20, 30 minute match, which he, he is was that, in shape
0: to do. It. I th- I think that's the WrestleMania and that's the one he punches the wall next to Vince. Yeah. But, yeah and like, Vince is and Vince like like he's like laughing. I think that's yeah. the best. Yeah. He punches the wall next to McMahon. He looked
1: good though, man. Like like I mean he was in shape. Yeah. Looked, you, know. you
0: ever you see the Rusev casket match, right? That one's great. Yeah.
1: You look good in that. Yeah. I, I thought the match with Triple H was okay at the Super Showdown. A lot of people hated it. I didn't think it was that bad. No, it was the, good. I mean, I mean the tag match wasn't good. The month later, but I thought the uh, I thought the match with Triple H at the Super Showdown was okay. I didn't think it was bad at all. A lot no. of people hated it. I didn't think it was bad. But...
0: No. People give a lot of crap to matches that are actually not that bad just because they don't like it.
1: Well, it's because of the way wrestling is. You know, it's like people want to see new stuff and you know it's like i mean i get that to a point but i you know it was a good story and yeah well you, like yeah they could have shaved off maybe five minutes or something you know but it was it was it was good for what it was i mean like i thought undertaker looked good you know and i didn't think the match was bad the crown jewel match wasn't good but the like i think i think I, all four of them admitted like sean said it sucked like we
0: well, just go on, you just I, go on twitter for five minutes and you can see the wrestling community is very toxic
1: yeah i mean i mean but the super showdown match wasn't bad though i mean like it really wasn't all right orton threw the table
0: oh that table spy with it not breaking ouch oh the table like barely broke
1: or you a- don't a- 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 orton doing a frog splash that match.
0: I'm surprised he got up high, you know, with those beams and everything. That's why I was always concerned about the Undertaker going old school. You're afraid you're going to hit his head on that.
1: Well, the cell back then was a lot lower than what it is now. Like, yeah. The cell's, like, a lot taller now than it used to be.
0: I think this is the same cell with Mankind. It's about 16. 16 feet.
1: Yeah. I think this was the same cell from 97 to, I think... I think they changed it in 06. I think it got bigger in 06. I think that's when they... I think this was the last uh, cell match with this cell. Ooh.
0: Because I... I Definitely gets remember, it.
1: Because I remember at Armageddon, I know, no, it was, no, it was Unforgiven 06 when DX did the match with Shane, Finz, uh, and Show the Cell. That high one's high
0: bigger. Career. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think that was the first uh, Cell match, I, from my memory, that uh, was new. Because I think this was the first one from '97 05. I love that Chokeslam to the RKO spot. Oh gosh. Absolutely love it. Man, um, Nick Patrick's bleeding
0: all over the place. Cowboy Bob's sneaking in the cell with the urn. You know,
1: every Jimmy is, man. He lives, like, three hours away from-
0: He lives Canadian in Canada? Boy.
1: Yeah, he's from Toronto, man.
0: I didn't know Jimmy that.
1: Yeah, he's Canadian boy.
0: I did not he know lives, that. Like,
1: three hours away from-
0: yeah, he's a good old Canadian boy. Oh, he got... Uh, Charles Low Robinson.
1: We got Loman Edge.
0: Charles Robinson has always been in classic Undertaker matches for some reason.
1: Remember when Taker showed him in Mania 28? <laughs> yeah. Remember him
0: running down the ramp in 24?
1: Yeah, with Edge, yeah, like <laughs> like the ultimate freaking warrior.
0: He's still a meme to this day.
1: He's great, man. He's still going strong.
0: Oh, last good last ride. Angle oh, Angle so Angle was a joking When you actually could feel Like your body Like escape you You could just, you could just Feel it
1: I'm sure it hurts To some extent
0: Oh yeah that's, I think that's like The worst one to take
1: I, I would rather take The tombstone From Taker Than the Lazarite
0: Yeah cause it affects Him more than It affects you
1: As long as you don't Get dropped on your head
0: Well hasn't Happened Hasn't happened To anybody yet
1: Not from Taker No I would only trust Hager to do that to me, though. Cowboy. I would only trust Hager to give it to him. So.
0: oh, Cowboy Bob is just getting the crap kicked out of him here.
1: And he could still sell an ass kicking, though.
0: And rightfully so, being involved in this feud ever since the yeah. ever since WrestleMania, trying to get involved with his oh, that,
1: cast. Do you remember how he sold that big boot at WrestleMania though? When yeah, Lord yeah, went to- yeah oh, his a-
0: oh. he yeah he falls back onto the. Uh, the pillars barricades. and the barricades, and his hat goes flying in the ring. Great Ooh, stuff. a tombstone reversal from Orton.
1: Oh, oh. is that how Orton originally injured his shoulder earlier in the year doing that exact spot? I think so. at, at Mania? Because remember, he was out for a couple months after that? No, you I know I does.
0: don't think he Tombstone's on the Takeout Mania He almost does And yeah, then
1: does, I don't know, but He did the reverse spot Where he got injured Doing it
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I think that's why He was out for two months With that shoulder injury Oh, the kickout I love that kickout Because remember He was out for a couple months After Mania 21
0: Oh, I then he, not, not Not off the top of my head I don't remember
1: uh, Because he was out For a couple months And then he came back On Smackdown In the oh. draft In Arcane Jager Cost him the match Against of
0: Wow, JBL again has gets through another match.
1: Meters. Oh man, that freaking sit up though from that tombstone was brilliant.
0: Oh, and now another classic right there, grabbing Orton with the choke slam. I love it. So many classic images in this match. Cowboy Bob getting a big boot for his trouble. Oh man. Oh, an RKO yeah. reversal. You can feel the tide turning here. You can feel the match is about to end. Oh, an earn, Urn shot to they, Cowboy they, Bob. An urn shot to Orton.
1: They, man, they had that crowd with that RKO reversal, though. They thought Orton was going to catch him with that RKO, and he reversed it.
0: Tombstone to Cowboy Bob. I love how he's just getting everything in right at these closing moments.
1: Yeah, He gets his redemption, man.
0: Everything's coming full circle in these closing moments.
1: Tombstone. Alright, now it's your turn, Orton. Welcome to the Gallops.
0: And there it goes. Ooh, a good good sell and jump from Orton there into in the Tombstone. Yeah,
1: he sells it and he sells it like he's quivering too, yeah. like he's having a seizure.
0: And that ends the match. Undertaker giving his or best giving his best to uh, Randy Orton, putting him away with Tombstone Pile Driver.
1: What a dang match.
0: It's almost he he sells a tombstone just like um, just like The Rock sells tombstones. He, he like he like shakes he and shivers. Yeah,
1: like yeah, he sold it like he had a seizure. Yeah, And that was I don't
0: know. Undertaker standing tall above the prone bodies of the Orton family.
1: I, like I said before, man, this feud was just tremendous. I, you know what's underrated too about this feud is when Taker came back at Survivor Series in Detroit with the flaming casket. Oh, I love that. I love that. Love that One
0: of his best returns. And Here we
1: go, he's up on top of the cell.
0: tossing the urn to the top. Everybody out there watching with us knows where this is going.
1: He said this wasn't a part of it either. He just called that on the fly.
0: What a great call though to have that closing great image. Call. I love this match.
1: Horton sold that tombstone,
0: man. Wow. Uh, Undertaker standing above the bodies. Oh, man. It's so good. It just just so good, that image of him standing above the cell with the urn. Yeah,
1: it was a great way to cap off this feud. man. Yeah. Just a perfect way to do it.
0: I don't even remember how the urn got brought into this, but it's always good to have Undertaker with his urn.
1: Even if it makes no sense, it's just great to have it there. Just makes sense. like it makes sense but it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. Is there, you know? Because Paul Bear wasn't even a factor at this point.
0: No, I don't like I said, I don't even remember how it got involved. I just like just like the idea of it.
1: I think I I think they just brought it in at the time just to play mind games with Taker. That's the only reason why they bring in the urn because the opponent could try and get an Undertaker's head by trying to have possession of the urn. That's oh, why I
0: think it they makes sense like
1: that but Undertaker always got it back in the
0: end. I love it. The Shakespeare pose with the urn. No, nothing is better way to cap off a pay-per-view and a match than Undertaker standing tall above his opponents. And that's what we see here. Not only does he stand tall above Randy Orton, he stands tall victorious in such a remarkable feud and that ends Armageddon.
1: Brings a tear to my eye though. This
0: was so good. And bringing back that iconic image we were talking about earlier, um, if anybody out there knows or has seen the image, it is the referees helping Randy Orton back to the uh, dressing room and Undertaker standing above with the light shining behind him, almost casting a shadow over Randy yeah, Orton. Like a
1: silhouette shadow, yeah. Yeah, like a big shadow like this. And, he's and like...
0: it's just like a, a wonderful metaphor for WWE, like Undertaker's on top, casting like a huge shadow over the universe. I just love it.
1: Exactly, man. It's such a—it's so poetic.
0: It is. It's—it's it's, like I said, the Shakespeare pose. It's almost Shakespearean. Him just standing up there, just can't, just casting the shadow over the WWE universe. You know, it's something you, you just can't what, put man. into words.
1: You know what, man? Speaking of Shakespeare, I actually have a Shakespeare class for school this semester. So and I guess I should just use this match as an example. It
0: just comes full circle here, you know. You yeah. never, you, you never know where these watch-alongs will take us, and Takes uh, back
1: lane.
0: brings us right back down memory lane. And um, you know, just just to watch such a classic, just a classic feud rivalry. Ended in such a remarkable fashion. It's just, you know, it's just poetic that it uh, involves the Undertaker. Every time we talk about these things,
1: exactly, man. It's just so beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's a is. beautiful story. It is, and from here, from here, Undertaker will make his presence known at the Royal Rumble, challenging Kurt Angle. For the World Heavyweight Championship at No Way Out, uh, which leads us to a very, um, after No Way Out 2006, I would say a very, um, not that good of a 2006 year for the Deadman, I would say.
1: are we supposed to rebook that?
0: I would, I think we are.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think I have an idea or two.
0: Oh, really? So (laughs) for the people listening, like Undertaker's 2006, after losing to Kurt Angle, takes us to a rematch on SmackDown where Mark Henry interferes, giving Undertaker the disqualification win, uh, which leads to WrestleMania 22 against Mark Henry in the casket match. Uh, From there, we get the uh, debut of Great Khali. Uh, which uh, sets up a, uh, I know this is abysmal to recount for me, I know, um, a match at Judgment Day, uh, which Great Kali defeats The Undertaker, uh, which leads to us which supposed to be a rematch at Great American Bash at a Punjabi prison match, uh, but that is changed to The Big Show, which Undertaker defeats Big Show there. And It uh, was supposed to lead then To Undertaker Kali At SummerSlam But they Put that on Smackdown In a yeah, last Last man, man, man standing man. match It's um, probably
1: called it best match though Yeah The last man standing Is probably Kali's best
0: match it's, I would say It's Kali's best match And thankfully That ends The Kali rivalry Between him And the Undertaker And Then Undertaker Would enter a feud With Mr. Kennedy Which will Close out 2006 as it takes us through, through as it takes us through No Mercy Survivor Series which Undertaker lose both until Undertaker finally gets revenge on uh, Mr. Kennedy in the last ride match uh, which is also at Armageddon 2006 uh, so in keeping with our Armageddon um, storyline or Things going around here. Everything we deal with Armageddon and caps off here. How would you, Keegan, rebook Undertaker's dismal 2006 career before he is rejuvenated into a wonderful 2007?
1: Well, 06 is a double-edged sword because you have the stuff with Kurt Angle, like you said, and that was great stuff. It, it was just a bit backwards, though, uh, because... That should have been at WrestleMania. But 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 what I would have done for this is I would have had Undertaker win that battle royal on SmackDown instead of sending Kurt to Raw. Because or from Raw, sorry, because Kurt was on Raw at the time. So I would have had Taker enter that battle royal and win. Because it would have been his first time back since Armageddon. Kurt wins the Royal Rumble match in defense. Like how Benoit did in 04. So, Kurt wins the rumble match, which means he can either face the world champion or the WWE champion. He goes to SmackDown to go face The Undertaker. So, the wrestling machine claims to out-wrestle The man to win at WrestleMania for the title. So, Kurt defects from Rocky. He goes to SmackDown. There's your map. Undertaker, Kurt Angle. And at No Way Out, you can do, I guess, Undertaker and Henry, if that's what you really want to do. Then you can do that at No Way Out instead of WrestleMania. And then Undertaker can win whenever. and whatever. And then and then for us, for Ray and Orton, they do their singles match, and Ray I'd make it like an old smart or something because it was intense enough to have that stipulation. So Orton and Ray do their match at Mania, and Ray avenges Eddie and wins. And then Undertaker and Kurt would be the main event. Undertaker would keep the world title, and then they would do a rematch at Judgment Day before Kurt would leave the WWE. And then Undertaker, it would be the match that they had on SmackDown originally from March 3rd, 6 Except there wouldn't be a Mark Henry interference, Undertaker would just win, and then, end of that feud, Kurt leaves, or or takes time off, depending. Uh, and then from there, at the Great American Bash, I would do, most likely, I would have said Undertaker and Benoit, but Benoit was out at that time with an injury, or taking some kind of spattables, so I would have done Undertaker and Kennedy, instead of Armageddon. I would have done the last ride match, at Great American Bash.
0: Interesting. But,
1: for for the title because honestly I didn't mind the Undertaker and Kennedy feud I liked it I liked liked most of it okay so so you do Undertaker and Kennedy in a last ride match and then you can blow that off and then at SummerSlam do Taker and Mysterio there's the match right there Hmm. two baby faces There, there, there doesn't need to like how they did it at the Royal Rumble 2010 Undertaker can win and then from there you can do Undertaker, I think next pay-per-view would be No Mercy, right? So you can do, for example, Undertaker and King Booker. You can do that. Because Booker was originally World Champion, but I think King Booker and Undertaker would have been intriguing. So you do that. And then you do Undertaker and Chris Benoit for Survivor Series. And here's where it gets interesting. Because because Benoit would be back around that time. Because Benoit came back in October with Regal. So So... Benoit ends up facing Undertaker, and hear me out here. Benoit wins because he's going to be the transitional champion. He's not going to have a long run, but he wins. However, like with the diving headbutt or whatever, he does like three diving headbutts and a row to beat Undertaker, keep him down because Undertaker ain't going to tap to the crossface. I guarantee you. So Benoit wins.
0: He drops the title to Batista at the Royal Rumble. So oh,
1: Batista's okay. the champion, and then Undertaker wins the two thousand seven. Okay. To face Batista twenty-three, and then Benoit would go feud with Regal for WrestleMania. Okay. In a singles match. So that's how I would have booked Taker's 06. So he would have held the title right up until like Survivor Series or Armageddon. So maybe you could have had Undertaker beat Benoit at Survivor Series. Benoit beats him at Armageddon, but Benoit is the transitional champion because I want to keep Undertaker and Batista away from each other until WrestleMania. Like I don't want them to have any matches with each other until Mania. Because you could do the three-way with Benoit, Batista, and Undertaker, but then Batista and Undertaker would already have interaction in 06, which would kind of spoil their entire 07 feud, because like people would think it's overdone. So that's why you'd have Benoit be the transitional champion, because really, who else at that time is gonna be the transit it would not be the transitional champion? Like I would have said Eddie if Eddie was around, but or maybe Batista would have been the transitional champion if Eddie was around, because I probably would have done Taker and Eddie for 23. But Benoit serves as a transitional guy, he drops the title to Batista, and then Undertaker wins the 07 Rumble, and then you get Taker Batista for twenty three in the main event.
0: So Very Undertaker
1: and this has lost, yes. And then you could do like the three way after Mania, like like you could do like Benoit, Taker, and Batista, at backlash, and then do the last man standing match at like vengeance or something for Taker Batista. That's I like what it. I would have done. I like Because it. then that Taker gets a long run and then he still wins the rumble and still gets his title back at May. That's right,
0: Where he did So you're still keeping him as the 07 winner. Now you now you're changing yes. the '06 06 Royal Rumble winner from Mysterio to Angle. Yes. Okay. Now in this universe in this now that's a very good one how you just laid that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this universe Guerrero still passes away. So So, I still have to have Mysterio win the Rumble. Because, there's no going around that. Of course, they're giving it to him. And, of course, in my universe, we're still going to have Great Khali debut. And, he's still going to get a match against Undertaker. Because, that's inevitable. So, I would say... I'm trying to think the best way to go about this because I like the way Undertaker came back at the rumble of him destroying of him destroying the ring for Angle. So I think I'm keeping that. I'm keeping him destroying the ring against Angle. And so that leads to no way out. And under and I would say I would keep No way out the same. Angle beats Undertaker, but very controversially. Like like he did the roll-up and everything. So then Undertaker demands the rematch at WrestleMania. So then Rey Mysterio Mysterio can go for the other championship. But you have Undertaker and Angle for this championship. Um, I would say I would say you would have Who is the champion? Cena.
1: Cena, yeah. So I guess you could do like Cena and Mysterio, or Cena Triple H and Mysterio in a three yeah.
0: way. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. So it's like Triple H in another three way. So. It would be bad. No, or if, and yeah.
1: Triple H and Ray never worked each other in a single match.
0: That's right, because you know Ray will win that, because. Yes. So I'm keeping Undertaker and Angle for the World Heavyweight Championship at Wrestlemania and Undertaker wins um I would I know I know I know and then I I would put Undertaker Henry at Judgment Day I would put Undertaker and Kali in the Punjabi prison match at Great American Bash I would put Undertaker King Booker at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I would have the first blood match against Kali, I mean, not Kali, Kennedy at No Mercy instead of Survivor Series. So he runs through, he runs through Kennedy. Uh, at Survivor Series, um, yeah, I don't want him against Batista until 07.
1: And that's why I had the book A transitional champion
0: Yeah I would have him I I would have Undertaker Continue to win at Survivor Series I'd have him drop it at Armageddon Yeah
1: I have him drop it to Chris at Armageddon And then Chris drops it to Batista at the Rumble Uh,
0: Survivor Series I'm trying to think Who would he beat at Survivor Series Um, I had him
1: beat Chris once And then Chris beat him the second time that's what I had
0: uh, who else is on SmackDown at that time? I need, I need refreshers here.
1: Um, there was... Well, there's Batista, but we're keeping them... I guess yeah. MVP, maybe?
0: No, I don't want MVP. I
1: don't. Kane? Kane was on SmackDown. That
0: Kane? Long, but it's um, like, I'm
1: trying to think of, like, Finley, maybe? I don't no. know. Like, Regal?
0: I would say...
1: Uh,
0: let's see...
1: Smackdown, SmackDown's roster was pretty thin in 06.
0: Yeah, really thin in 06. I would say maybe he defends it in a three-way at Survivor Series against uh, King Booker and Kennedy. Okay. So you have Undertaker's last two opponents come up trying to take it from him, but Undertaker uh, wins it again at Survivor Series. Um, Armageddon, I would, I would keep the Last Ride match for Armageddon. Those
1: are good matches.
0: I would keep Last Ride match, but not Kennedy. I would Give it to Oh my god I don't know I don't want Benoit As champion I don't know
1: I don't, It's hard because it will thin
0: It was really like thin Booker
1: again? I don't know. No I don't I mean, No I don't. he'd be fighting Booker wow. three
0: times then No
1: Like Henry again I don't know no. It's like that rostered, like, I don't know It's like Henry would, Was okay I guess For like You know, like a Judgment Day or like a No Way Out, um, which you know him and Taker would have a pretty decent match. Him and Booker probably would have had a good match, like you said at Summerslam. Kennedy again. I
0: didn't want I don't want Orton again because they finished off the year prior.
1: And then, and then, like him and Mysterio in the Last Ride match. Like it's like you can do that as a singles match, but in the Last Ride match. eh. Because
0: I want the last I want Batista actually to interfere in the Last Ride match. So, so, then, who so, the then, so then when Batista takes the belt at the Rumble And Undertaker wins the Rumble Undertaker knows who he's going for
1: Like Finley maybe?
0: No I don't want Finley to feed Undertaker Oh my god this is so bad like, look um, at me. So
1: so who could you do it? It's like you have ah, I'm trying to remember No like because no we're, Well Ray was hurt at that time too So yeah Yeah So
0: I would say, I, oh I, my god.
1: Not Kali. <laughs>
0: no, please. I already gave him one Kali match. I'm not giving him a second one.
1: Like, uh, who's left besides, like, Finley or Benoit? Like, you so know? It was like the old, like, you
0: three. know what? Maybe I do Kane. Kane? Kane. Kane yeah, was not. Kane
1: moved
0: to down Late 06, didn't he? Yeah, Kane was not world champion yet. So no. I would say maybe. So Undertaker has ran through everybody on SmackDown. And then Kane says, you know, he didn't, you know, he wants a shot at his brother. And then in the last ride match. And then in during the match, Batista interferes. Kane throws Undertaker in the uh, hearse. And then Batista defeats Kane at the Rumble. Undertaker wins the Rumble. Undertaker already knows who he's going for. He wants revenge on Batista for costing him the title.
1: And two, speaking of Kane, do you remember in 07 when Taker got injured and they put the belt on Kali?
0: Oh my god, yes. That battle royal he won?
1: Yeah, you know what they should have done? Kane and Batista for the title. Yeah. That's what I would have done.
0: And that's what what I'm getting.
1: Yeah, like Kane sticks up for the Undertaker because Edge cashed in on him and, and Batista, so Kane stands up to both Edge and Batista and Kane takes the title until Taker comes back.
0: That's what I'm That's, giving, what, I that's what I'm giving it rumble.
1: That's what I would have done. I would have like in a, like in 07 when Taker got hurt and then Edge got hurt, I would have had Kane stick up for Taker and take the title from Batista yeah. until Undertaker comes back in October. And I I and I think really
0: and I think uh Mysterio fighting for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania is better because it's yeah. cuz he's since he's not a heavyweight he wouldn't go for the world heavyweight championship and makes since sense, yeah. and since Guerrero Guerrero's the one that held the WWE title might as well give him the title Guerrero held
1: that makes yeah that makes quite sense would you have done the three-way or would you have done Ray and Triple H or Ray and Cena or, um...
0: um you know what I think I would have done oh god because I would have given Orton to whoever I wouldn't have Ray fight Okay. So, I like Orton and Cena together.
1: Okay, and then Ray and Triple H.
0: So I'm thinking Triple H is champion, and Ray beats Triple H because Triple H is the heel.
1: Perfect
0: sense, yeah. So I'm I'm giving the championship to Triple H, so Ray can defeat Triple H, and I'm giving Orton to Cena. That makes sense
1: because you could have booked like Ray and Cena. Or not Ray and Cena, sorry, Orton and Cena as like the inter-promotional dream match because that had never happened on the main roster up to that That's point. That's right. And then, and then Ray can defect from SmackDown to Raw to go after Triple H. Yeah. Because it would have it made sense too because Triple H and Ray were the Iron Men of the 06 Rumble.
0: Yeah, and then you can have Triple H take it again from Mysterio during that year and then have Cena take it from H at SummerSlam. Makes and-
1: sense. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Yeah, that
0: yeah. would have been. So you get. So I'm keeping. I'm keeping six rumble the same. Ray wins. Undertaker destroys the ring at the end. I'm keeping no way out the same. That's when Undertaker just barely loses due to Angle's roll up. Uh, WrestleMania gets changed three ways. Orton takes on Cena. Triple H as champion takes on Mysterio, and Angle as champion takes on Undertaker. And that Undertaker holds the title, going through the SmackDown roster up until Armageddon, dropping it to Kane with Batista's interference, which forces the Undertaker to enter the Royal Rumble in '07, a, a, a match he has not entered since 2003. It forces yeah. the it forces the Undertaker to enter the Royal Rumble for the first time in four years, so he can get his hands back on Batista
1: isn't it crazy though when you think about it Cena and Orton have never had a one-on-one match at Wrestlemania
0: are you that's right
1: they never have wow they did the three-way they they did the three-way at 24 with Triple H but they've never had a singles match at Mania wow
0: that's shocking
1: out of all the the rivalries that's the one that didn't have a Mania match
0: shocking that's shocking to me
1: Cena and Edge too never had a Mania match wow it's, it's crazy man I probably that's uh,
0: right like, again Cena and Edge had the triple threat with Big Show
1: I mean if I was booking it I would have probably at 22 did Cena and Michaels for the title and then Triple H and Flair and Hell in a Cell that's probably what I would have ended up doing because Triple H and Flair after Survivor Series never really ended their feud hmm. and, they, and they had a really good feud going so I probably would have ended that in the Cell of Mania to like cap off like all cap off like all of Evolution I think that would have been a good way to end it, and then Cena and Michaels happens a year earlier, at twenty two, because Michaels had Vince to work, and I think Michaels and Cena would have been a lot better than Michaels and Vince. So I probably would have done Michaels and Cena a year earlier, and then instead of Michaels and Cena at twenty three, Cena and Edge at twenty three. Okay. That's probably that's probably what I would have done, and then Cena and Orton for twenty four instead of the three way with H. That's probably what I would have done.
0: Yeah, that makes sense too.
1: And, and then Triple H at 24, I would have had either Russell Jeff Hardy or CM Punk. More well, one of those two guys.
0: Okay.
1: That, that's probably because Punk in my bookings, I don't know if you've ever seen my booking on, on, uh, on, on, on ECW, uh, WWE ECW, but I had Punk as the top guy. And then after he killed ECW in 07, he not straight that, to
0: Raw. Isn't that what Heyman originally wanted? Punk as the top guy?
1: Yeah, he wanted Punk to eliminate Big Show in that ECW chamber, and him and Vince bunted heads over that. And yeah. Heyman, Heyman, Heyman wanted Punk, and Vince wanted Lashley.
0: That's right. Lashley wins that.
1: Yeah. And then Heyman wanted Punk, and Heyman either quit or got fired.
0: And, I think, um, yeah. We yeah.
1: To, I don't know. It's like there's so many variables that could have changed in that era. I mean, like, especially just stemming from Undertaker. I mean, like, there's just there's so I many. I know. But one, but there's three things I will never trade: the Taker and Orton feud, the Taker and Batista feud, and the Taker and Edge feud. Yeah, that's we why. That's
0: world. why I keep everything. I'm changing everything except like the end, beginning of 07, because that has to happen.
1: Yes, yes, I agree. Undertaker is like we said in Undertaker's 04, we would have changed, and Undertaker's 06, we would have changed. Yeah, big time. those two were like his two weakest years.
0: Yeah, 04 so it's like, and
1: 06. I too bad because he could have really had like banner years. Like when you think about it, like 04, he could have feuded with like Guerrero and guys like that. And then in 06, he could have feuded with you know guys like Ray for a couple times and like Kennedy even more than what he did in Booker. I mean, I mean, could have done a lot,
0: yeah. I agree. So, but hey, and at least
1: we got the org.
0: yeah. That's why I knew, I knew since we're keeping history the same. I knew I had to book at least one Kali match because if Kali was debuting, of course they're going to get him Undertaker. But I'm sure as hell was not going to have Undertaker lose to Kali like he did, so no way.
1: It would. I think it would have been okay for one match, but I wouldn't have done it more than that.
0: That's why like, I just did one. I just I mean... did the Punjabi prison match and then Undertaker wins it and then that, that's it. And they can have the last man standing match on a SmackDown like they did and to set, and then Undertaker uh, beats Khali so he's 2-0 and o, and, then, that's it. and then he moves on to Booker at SummerSlam he moves on to uh, Kennedy at the first blood at No Mercy and um, Booker and Kennedy at Survivor Series and then Kane at Armageddon
1: well speaking of uh, Undertaker 2 for our listeners before we go off what should we discuss next
0: Oh, well, I I suggested today's Randy Wharton, Hell in the Cell, Rebooking 06. So it is in the ball yeah. is in your court for our next discussion.
1: <laughs> oh man, there's so many. There's so, there's many. so, there's so many so many. So many. You there's have so many. thirty years okay,
0: you have thirty years of greatness here.
1: Alright, I'm gonna list off a bunch. Okay. Oh. And tell me which ones appeal to you.
0: Oh, you know what? Maybe we All may right, have may that, have that, to that, put this up on a Twitter poll if you're gonna list a bunch.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm listing more than four, though. That's the thing. Oh my so, God. So we can, well, I can send you later a message of the ones that you approve of from what I'm gonna say right now. I'll oh. remember them and then we can. One. All right. I got a few. Okay. May, okay. I'm gonna start ninety six. Man, my boiler room girl. Okay. We can do that. Um, Bret Hart SummerSlam ninety seven.
0: I'm sensing a SummerSlam theme here.
1: Bret Hart One Night Only 97, which was another classic.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: Okay. Um, And then from there, we can do the Inferno match from Unforgiven. 98, we can do... um, Let's see. Let's think of a really unique one. We can do... Blair from Mania. We okay. can do the Vengeance Triple Threat with Angle and Rock. Okay. The Jack Party Match from Raw. Oh my um let's see, there's so You're many. just
0: listing so there's, many good classics here.
1: There's so many, there's so many, there's so many. Uh we can do punk at WrestleMania twenty nine. We oh, can yeah. do there's so many, man. We can do uh we can do Brock at Hell in a Cell fifteen. We I mean, there's so many. Like there's so many and they all appeal to me. They all appeal to me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, whew, there's just so. I know all
0: my. I know all the listeners are just screaming in the phone. Choose this one. Choose this one. They want to hear like I, it all. I feel like I could pick like
1: a thousand. Um, we I can, can do. Hmm. We can do even like a rare SmackDown match, like him and Cena from 04, which is like his best match of that year. We can do. Like, oh man, like there's just so many and we can do him and Kurt from SmackDown in, o- in 03, I mean, or 06, like, because the net because the No Way Out one's too common, I think, and I think his matches with like Foley and Sean Heller and Cell are too common. I'm trying to go for ones that aren't as common.
0: I agree. And like, um they're, they're It's swiping. something it's something we will have to hash out and see where it takes us because you what? have listed
1: you even know what you want to see
0: you have listed so many classic matches that we can just pick apart and we can discuss and we can probably like rebook a a certain year to go along with it that i can't even give you an answer right now because they all appeal to me i especially i especially like the i i i Believe me, I, I would love a marathon episode But people, you know I, I don't think people would sit for like a five hour podcast episode But But I like the idea of a oh, SummerSlam okay. I like the idea of a SummerSlam pay-per-view Since it is SummerSlam season And And a little heads up for my uh, listeners The next few weeks on the podcast I will be talking about since I have three episodes before SummerSlam my uh, top 3 most underrated Undertaker SummerSlam matches and um so I like the idea of doing a SummerSlam watch along along okay. so uh well, yeah
1: we well, got some good choices there's Mankind from 96 Brett, 97 even Austin 98 Austin you yeah know, yeah, we can do, uh... My God, yeah. Oh, Test from 02. Past, yeah. Well, we just did Orton, so I won't count Orton. Uh, Brock no. from 15.
0: Brock from 15. You got Kama from 95. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, Giant Gonzalez. No. No, 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 no. Oh, all oh. Due respect, all, all due respect, Mr. Gonzalez. Oh, please.
0: you know, I was just about to say, Gonzalez... You, yeah, I was just about to say it and you stopped me, so And
1: not and not Undertaker vs. Undertaker. I'll only watch the entrance, but I won't watch the match. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so Fair why enough. I Undertaker's entrance.
0: Fair enough. You know you you stopped oh. me from you stopped me from uttering two horrible choices here. <laughs> um Well
1: man man, we got a lot of SummerSlam choices. We have
0: so. a lot of summer a lot of underrated SummerSlam choices. And uh, we'll see how my list comes along. And we'll see which one uh, we end up for our next watch-along. So stay tuned, Creatures of the Night, as you will be treated to a special SummerSlam watch-along for SummerSlam season. Sounds good. And, and as always, Keegan, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. A pleasure to watch a classic Undertaker match, dissecting the feuds, dissecting what was going on in the wrestling world, as we end up rewriting a a period of Undertaker's career that desperately needed a good rewrite.
1: Oh yeah, I needed a reboot. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So uh, thank you again for joining me yeah, here. It's no problem, it's man, it's I'm always afraid. it's always a pleasure to have you on, and it's always super fun to uh, talk Undertaker. And uh, totally. WWE uh, Stuff that's been uh, Just classic WWE stuff So it's always a pleasure Talking with you
1: Absolutely man I'm, uh, It's an honor to be on
0: Thank you so much So until Next time For our SummerSlam watch along um, Any parting words For the creatures of the night
1: Stay tuned for SummerSlam As The Undertaker said On Smackdown In the lead up to 2004 You Me Me Summer
0: and with those parting words, Creatures of the Night, there's nothing more I can say other than as we take that trip down to Death Valley and take these minor detours, it all ends up on our same course running through Undertaker's career of matches, memories, and more. And until then, next time, Creatures of the Night, we keep on rolling, baby, and rest in peace. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Deadman. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at Collect Up Dead and on Instagram at Man. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, creatures of the night, keep on rolling.